You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Hello, listeners, and thank you for tuning in to the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. So today, Heather, you have an experience that I think would be very informative to not only our listeners, but uh, certainly I would I would take it as great information. To all the listeners, I think if you've tuned in regularly, you know that Heather openly shares her relationship she has with her spiritual team. Um, she's talked about how she gets communication, how she gets guidance. Uh, there's even physical responses, her head turning left, her head turning right. Sometimes she's discussing something and she'll be told like, oh, like I don't have the words, I'm not supposed to discuss it. So there's this very um, deep and and close relationship she has with the spirit world. Well, during our hiatus, uh, Heather did some uh, work on her, on her own, her own growth and her child work and such. But she also had an experience where she had a realization that things weren't maybe as she thought they were. And so we're interested in hearing, you know, Heather's experience and what she found out and what she could share with all of us. So Heather, yeah. get away. <laughs> so, so on our, on our month long hiatus that we um, decided to take. And it was, it, I went into some really deep, 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 deep child, inner child work. And one of, one of the days I'm meditating and mind you, my deep inner child work was sometimes up to a collective of eight to 10 hours of meditation. So <laughs> And this was, and it's still going on. Not that, that, not that much, but it's still right around five to six hours now. So it's still a lot. Um, but, um, my inner child, my inner child comes to me, of course, and says, stop giving your power away. And I'm like, what is, and I believe that's what she said. It's a little hard to remember what you've cleared out now. Um, so she said, stop, stop giving your power away to, to attachments and stuff like that. And I was like, what is she talking about? And I said, cause Angela, I was, Angela and I had had a talk and I think I was had just having a rough time and it was just, I was frustrated and I'm tired and it was, it was just so much, so much on the spiritual, on the spiritual side of working things out and just being confused and like, what is going on? And Angela's like, I don't think some of the people you're talking to is who you're talking to. So I was, and she said it before and I've sat with it and I've cleared out areas, but so I had to sit with it again. And then my inner child's like, look lady, like stop giving your power away. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, what is the, exactly does that mean? And so and she, my head bobs to certain areas. So when I was first starting out, when my head was bobbing around, it tells me it goes to a certain location and lets me know if it's physical body, spiritual body, 
It lets me know levels and layers and pathways and fields. I mean, there's a whole gambit. And it's like if you had this big giant bubble from my shoulders to in front of me, and it's this whole field area where my head goes to. And this is where, I don't know, I kind of call it, I kind of tease I, te- I tease my team and tell them, like, I feel like the Helen Keller because my head's being pointed in a certain direction and that's supposed to tell me. So it's kind of like spiritual charades, right? So <laughs> my my head bobs down to where I thought was like part of myself, which is like higher levels of consciousness where I, I I understand that there's higher levels of consciousness, but I thought it was a certain area and it was not, it was attachments. So, and I, and I was like, okay, so there is there, they came in, they decided to hook their wagon to my, to when everything was transitioning for me. And so when my head when I started learning about my head bobbing in the areas and who was what, who was where, that's when they decided to hook their little wagon in and be like, oh yeah, I'm your higher consciousness. And I'm like, oh, okay. Not realizing and not discerning that, you know, it's team shenanigans and that, that there is this area within me that, that, that I just took it for what it was. And I just was like, okay. So, and there and there was um, who I thought was Gaia. Yeah. And divine feminine, divine masculine. So, so it would, it went on for months. And then as I sat here and was working it out and cleaning out the lay of the land and just being like, all right, everybody, I'm cleaning house. And, you know, Angela's talked about it before where, you know, like, my team is going to be there. They're not, they're not going to go anywhere. I'm just going to tell them to step to the side until I figure everything out and clear everything. So it's just me and source creator. That's it. And then, and then I started working it. I started working on an inner, on my inner child, like present inner child stuff. And, and then there was past life stuff where there's, there was attachments where this has happened before. And then, then there was also the attachments itself. So I just started working on that and just being really present with that, learning, learning to sit with my inner child on this and learning to be in present on how I felt about basically being duped and then clearing that out. And like, what are the core beliefs of that? Like I sat there and asked myself, okay, so there's these attachments and how do I feel about that? Well, there's fear because that was one of my, always my fears, like stuff comes up. And one of them was uh, not being able to discern if it was team shenanigans or if it was really the divine. So, okay, I stepped in it. (laughs) And so here I am, I'm learning to, to understand. Okay. So yes, we do have these attachments. Everybody had these attachments. And then what does that look like? Is it, am I really in danger? No, because I even asked, I said, if there was really something fundamentally wrong that they were going to do, that's when, that's when the divine stepped in and was like, no, because I've heard sometimes I've heard the audio of like, do not interfere. Like if they were going to try something or I remember being cleared of something. So something, when something happened later on down the line that. I wasn't affected as 
I wasn't affected by it as much as I would have been if something wasn't cleared. So there was, there was some intervenes that did happen. So, and when I would ask my higher levels of consciousness to help me out on stuff, sometimes they didn't show up and sometimes, sometimes they did. And it was just false and it, nothing happened of it. Nothing really came about, but then, and sometimes they just didn't show up because other energies that were divine were around. So they didn't show up. So fun times. Yay. (laughs) And I'm still like today or yesterday. I remember clearing out all false, false, false identities and links. I cleared out. I try to clear out as much as I could. There are still some that is connected to like past lives and stuff that I have to work out that I need to understand on a, on a different level. So, but for the most part, there was still, there's still some attachments portraying to be, but I know, I know what they are and I have to get to this. I have to, once I get to this area of core beliefs, then that's when I work on it and I'm able to release it because if I just release it now, it's a, it can come back and just reattach in that area. So if I don't work on it, so yay, <laughs> I know, but yeah, it's, it's, it's gotta been, be done. it's gotta be done. And you know, this, the spiritual path is not always airy fairy, you know, full of fluffy bunnies and kittens. And, but I'm here to say, that if you choose to work on it, because I mean, there have been points where it's just, I wanted to walk away. And like one of them recently was, I was just like, I'm so done with this crap. And I just, and, and this part of me, I just felt this energy rush over me and just kind of clean house and clear house. It was, if you left it alone, it would get worse. And I said, I understand, but I'm just, I'm not happy and I'm, and I, and I'm done. I just, things need to change. I don't know what to do, but things need to change. So, yeah. (laughs) It's hard. It is. So it's, sometimes it is hard. You know, it's, it's not always hard. I I do want to say that it's not always hard because sometimes we over identify with it's hard. So then, you know, that's true. Yeah. The energies honor that that for you. And so I want to put that also out there for the listeners is, you know, when we over identify with stuff, which sometimes that I over identify with stuff, and then it winds up biting me in the buns. You know, when somebody says something, and then I'm like, "Uh Oh, (laughs) I over identified with that. So it just brought up a whole stuff, whole bunch of stuff to clear. Mm. So, you know, your word is your wand. Well, I have tons of questions. So, I know. <laughs> okay. So we're going to break it down because I just want for me and for anyone else to seem to understand some of the steps, because um, it's a lot to remember because mm-hmm. it has, it, it did happen about a month ago. Go ahead. Oh, something. I was just going to say okay. it, there, there is steps, but for people who are on this path, make them their own steps. Mm-hmm. You know, my, the way I learned how to clean house is my way to clean house. And so there is a language that you need to create for yourself on how to clean house. I can tell you how I did it, but in the end, learn what it is to have, ask your heart center to show you what it is for you to clean house. 
And that's with any information that, yeah. you know, we all gather. It's wonderful to have mentors and certainly we need people to learn from, but most of the time, perhaps not all the time, most of the time we ourselves know what's best for us. And if we really listen, if we really go to that space um, and taking other people's information and, and, and knowledge because they do it longer, have done it longer, know more, read more books or have had, you know, the, the gift, if you will, uh, longer than them. That's sometimes where people give up the power because they want to listen to someone who they think knows more than them. And, and again, it, it may be in a case where someone could guide you and, and definitely offer mm-hmm. something that you hadn't thought about, but right. in your true deepest connection to self, you're probably going to get a different answer if yeah. it doesn't resonate with you. Right. Mm-hmm. So that goes back to, so that's why I wanted to go back in the steps, not necessarily not already read to the, how you did it, but let's go back to if you didn't have that uh, younger Heather saying you're disempowering yourself, you're giving up your power here, not telling you that there's something amiss, you know, in that communication, in that relationship, would you have been able to eventually, or at that time, find out or know, gosh, you know, I have these attachments or that that's not my real true guides. Were they telling you things that didn't resonate with you that didn't like you were resisting? There were, there were certain signs, Mm -hmm. but was I open to seeing those signs? Mm -hmm. That's the question. Am I open to seeing those signs? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but, um, Yes, I think the truth of who I am, this this core, the core of me would not have allowed this to go on for much longer, whether it was my inner child or something else. I just think that it it wouldn't have it wouldn't have allowed to go on much longer. And what was going on, Heather? Was there was there um trying to have influence on the way you were thinking on the way you were living on the way you were communicating yeah it was more more it was getting closer and closer more out of into disempowerment like Mm -hmm. let me take care of it i'll take care of it for you Mm -hmm. you don't have the knowledge we're going to decide for you or or we're going to tell you no just no okay just no just more like always checking in is this correct is this okay right you know more like that yeah so again you're, you're needing that outside Mm-hmm. Because well, I mean, it's still from the inside, but you're needing that other, that other guidance mm-hmm. to say, okay, I want to do it, but should I? And then you check. Yeah. You always, okay. always needing that validation. Right. And I was and- also worried about the physical um, pains and stuff that like, were you, can you share on she that? She was just being you like, attacked. Okay. And okay. I, cause you know, I'd voiced to Heather, like she said a couple of times, I, 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 I think finally on our last conversation, I described it as, I believe you're having these experiences. I know you're smart, intelligent, and powerful, but it's kind of like when your good friend dates someone you can't stand. And I was like, <laughs> I don't like your boyfriend. It's it's kind of like that feeling, like I don't like your team. When I go in to look at your fields and someone comes up to me and is like, oh, I'm here. I do not trust. Like I banish her team, knowing that her true team is going to understand and bless it because I'm there for her highest good and whoever her shenanigan teams, um, you know, I've come away with like, I don't think I ever told you Heather. one time I walked one of them, like in the vision, not like in physical life walked through me or I walked through them and I had a horrible migraine for the rest of the day. Oh, wow. 
And I was like, that ain't, that ain't no love and light being. <laughs> that is not, that is not <laughs> So I, but she's sovereign. She's an adult, you know, like it's, it, she's smart. She's powerful. Like she's going to know her stuff better than I'm going to know her stuff. I just had to be honest with like how I was feeling. And, but I brought it up again when I started getting just scared about all the physical to the point where you were crying and you were ready to leave the path completely. And I was like, okay, I just kept putting out, I guess you would say praying for you. You know, it's just like, yeah. whatever. I'm not saying I know the answer, but I need to, I need her to not suffer, which is kind of ego driven, but <laughs> you know, cause if your path is to suffer, it is, but I would really prefer it if she didn't suffer yeah. like this, whatever the answer is, you know, let me be completely wrong. And these are all great mm-hmm. beings around her, but just stop with the poking. Yeah, like, no, it, it wasn't them poking. It wasn't physical from them. It was mm. because I was over identifying with pain, over identifying with the physical. Mm-hmm. So like over- manifesting more of it. And I, yeah, because so one of these revelations here, here's a fun tidbit. One of the revelations when I was in this deep dive, the inner child, my inner child was the one that was shutting down my psychic abilities. Mm. And so, and before you've heard me on this podcast and I, where I've been in tears and cause I was so upset with spirit for taking away my abilities and saying, it's not, it's not time yet. Uh, being so upset with spirit and with them and, you know, hearing it's not time yet for my psychic abilities or, or, you know, no. And come to find out it's my inner child that kept on shutting down my psychic capabilities because to her psychic abilities means pain to her psychic abilities means fear. Um, to her psychic abilities mean manifesting something that basically it was shutting down manifesting and shutting down you know just the psychic abilities and whatnot not all of them so my psychic abilities because I had them as a child needed a different outlet and so it was more on the masculine side and it and it would produce out into the physical. I think that's a lot why my head turns a lot because it's very physical. So during the month off, I was relearning how to incorporate back in the feminine side of the intuition and the understanding and the knowingness and just, so that's where the physical, the pain would come in, you Mm -hmm. know, like the psychic attacks and whatnot. So and of course, you know, team shenanigans would leave the back door open because I allowed them I'm, they were, you know, it's basically inviting, but also there has been past lives where this, this has happened before. So, (laughs) so I was, you know, reliving my past lives and learning how to clear for my past lives as well. That's a fun one that I've been doing. (laughs) So do you think on any given time, I guess any of us could have attachments, but for the most part, I think most of them are us are not, I, I haven't even used the word most. How about some? I don't want to, I don't have any statistics. So, okay. So if we have attachments, probably 
I, I certainly know this, I believe to be a hundred percent true. I've never interacted with an attachment. Now that's not to say I haven't been influenced, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I could have very well been influenced emotionally, psychically, however, but I think I can say a matter as a matter of fact, because I don't check with anyone when I do things. Um, so is this, I'm wondering, is this rare to Mm -hmm. interact with them or is this something you, you know, you've heard about? Attachments aren't just necessarily, you know, they come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. I can hear them when they whisper in my head because when I'm coming out of, of sleeping, I can hear them. I usually call them the, my buzz, buzz energy because they buzz and then they say stuff and I can very, I can hear them very audibly. So, um, and now I've learned so much to incorporate on my feminine side that when I do hear them, it, it just feels like somebody else talking to me. And I know that, that it's distorted. I just, there's a, there's a sense about it. So so then you, you hear it, it's in, you're, you're aware of it. And then you, now you don't engage or focus on it. So you're like, okay. Sometimes no, they do. Me. And I was like, uh-huh. God, you guys are very cheeky today. And they're like, aren't we always? And I was just like, yeah. Well, there we go. See, it's just giving you again, trying to hook you back into the dialogue. I mean, do you have to be careful about that? Or you do, do you feel like you have, okay, you, you do. You should not engage like they're, yeah. They're, if, it, if it does, if it truly doesn't resonate, I mean, don't engage, please, yeah. you know, but Heather's more experienced. Yeah. When I have those in the morning, I just treat it as my brain sort of off gassing. Like, you know, I don't even like, it's like when someone says something obnoxious in the car that you're passing by, you know, it's just like, it just, I don't give it right. any purchase. Yeah. And if it doesn't stick, it just, exactly. it, it, it won't. It to your awareness, yeah. your energy field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for me, my head immediately goes to like when something is said and I don't engage with it, but I'm curious about it. It goes down to, oh, that's an attachment. And I said, all right, well, we'll figure it out when we get there. (laughs) And it could be, I guess, akin to, you know, the little fish that hang with the shark. They don't do anything bad for the shark. They're always with the shark, right? But if it becomes maybe something that is attached and taking from your life, i.e. a tick, you know, uh, right? Where it actually yeah, is true parasite. That's a different, right? Exactly. Because we probably at any given time have things coming and going out of our field into our, um, into our auras and with us and some benefits, some just are curious and they move about. But if they really start holding on and affecting your life, like, like they yeah. were with you, Heather, then it's time to say cord cutting or releasing, mm-hmm. uh, doing whatever works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do whatever works for you. Um, um, for me, I always sit with the inner child first and the core beliefs and just not putting a story to it, just understanding like there's a fear, fear of attachment and what that really, that fear feels like. And then just going through all the areas, the aspects of that fear and making sure that you're not tied to a story to it. Like your mind will want to wander and be like, oh, here's the story that goes with it. And it's just, I kind of bring it back and be like, okay. And just, just the facts, ma'am, basically kind of thing. And, and feeling those facts and being like validating, validating those facts. Like, yep. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And then, um, then also releasing those core beliefs because I release the energetics of that core belief, the energies of that core belief, which is also the attachments. 
So, and then, and then I sit with the the past life that also had stuff like that. Sometimes they need to be heard. So this is a, this is a page I take out of Amajam's book of asking, what do they need? I also ask my inner child, what do you need so that this can be released right now? So, and she'll tell me sometimes, you know, it's time or, you know, whatever she needs. Um, past life, some, they, majority of my past lives just want to be validated for the choices that they made. They want to be validated, their life be validated, them being validated. And then also um, just basically being like, okay, you get to choose now because I need them to come home. For me, it's like, okay, come home. You get to choose now. You can go back to source. We can come back into oneness or you can go back off on, on your path and learn learn more. Because I've had both. I've, I've gotten little glimpses here and there of where they'll walk off or I'll physically feel them go back to source. Like my head will go back up to source or I'll physically feel them tingle and integrate within my body. So... Even though some of them weren't serving you, but you had a long relationship with them, did you kind of miss them at first? It was part of your routine to inter, you know, interact with them. Was it like no, some no? Okay, so mm-hmm. you were you were done with no, it, well, and you were glad. This was this had been going on for the better what six months mm-hmm. when my head mm-hmm. started turning and yeah. stuff. I think it was six months, but but you, you were know, never I, happy with that relationship, but you just put up with it. Is, is that? No, okay, I so, think I'm not understanding. Yeah. It. So, okay. So you, you're interacted with them, you know, mm-hmm. during this whole time you had a relationship. And right. so then when you, when you found out, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to release this. This is not serving my, you know, my mm-hmm. best, uh, uh, best kid. So that's what I was saying. Did you interacted with them for so long? Did you miss the relationship no. or you were, when you were having the relationship, you were never happy with the relationship, but you just did it. No, it wasn't even okay. that. It wasn't that I was not happy with them. I just, it was just, I was resolved, I guess you'd say um, that it, it like, Oh, you're not who you say you are. Okay. You need to go. Yeah. You need to get off my spiritual lawn. <laughs> <laughs> It always makes me laugh. Sorry. <laughs> Pack your I think it's, yeah, I think it's like finding out the guy you're dating is a cheater. It's like, oh, uh, you got to leave. There's you know, no I, I fell in love with yeah. the concept of you, not the real you. So you, you can leave. I think it's the same with the mm-hmm. spiritual quote unquote team member. Oh, you're not who I thought you were. The person I thought you were would have been great to bond and have a spiritual relationship with, but that's not you. So you have to go, mm-hmm. you know? sometimes it's hard to let people or things break go. up with your so, team. I think you, some people, yeah, yeah you, I think you some were people, able just to move on. I have heard okay. where there have been attachments yeah. where people do get upset. Mm-hmm. Oh, so uh, an acquaintance of mine, very slim acquaintance, um, she told in class, she worked at a metaphysical store and, and there was a selenite wands and someone, a customer, this woman asked, what are these for? And she goes, oh, you know, you can clear and cut cords. And, and she demonstrated by by running the wand down down the back side of the woman, you know, the woman's back, not touching her, but just, you know, in a cutting motion. The woman dropped to the floor, had a seizure. The owner of the store, who was like a very like medicine woman, like knew exactly what was going on and was able to 
Holy cow. Yeah. So they load her up with all these crystals and everything. And about a week or two later, she came back. She's like, I miss them too much. Like they, they cleared everything out and it, it, she was too addicted to it, I guess you could say. I mean, I understand that. If you've had that long of a relationship with something that you go into a seizure, you physically are affected. So it's physically, spiritually, energetically, it's all connected to you. Um, I, I can see where a person may think they need it or certainly they miss it. Something's, it would be it's a just loss. like, right. It is a loss. Absolutely. And, and to anyone that sometimes is in a situation that is perhaps not the most comfortable, but the thought of being without it can sometimes be scarier or, or worse than just being in it. And in, in that, what you think is control, you're, at least you're used to the routine. It's like a bad relationship, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or a job you don't like, you just keep showing up, right? Yeah. You just, you become yeah. codependent on it, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Okay. So then we get, you get through that part. So tell us then, what does it look like with your still remaining team? Was there, did anything change on that relationship? Whether they clearer now, were they stronger now or no, it was, they were all, it was the same uh, communication and the same awareness to them. My relationship with my team, my personal, mm-hmm. my private personal team mm-hmm. has not changed. Okay. So it didn't but, get affected one way. Okay. No, but also recently within the last, I don't know, five days or so, I've had to stop, stop, stop using anyone, even source. Like it came down to the point where it was just me because I had to clear out all the energetics that, that were allowing that we're allowing gosh what was it what was what what was the theme of my meditation for that week (laughs) so it was each time each time even when I would just like make a comment to my team I would get flooded with with um team shenanigans even a comment to my team it it was just it was it was getting unbearable so and this is within just recently within the last week or so so um so they're still there no no i cleared everything out because heather was like okay Okay. but they had still been hovering around that's why you said because um, i had to get rid of the past lives and stuff and just anything that left the door open Mm -hmm. i had to go clear out so that's fun and but um i forget because it's just no longer in my awareness and trying to remember everything (laughs) because there's so much that happened um i don't i don't i don't use my team like right now i'm just learning the language of heather so yeah it's just they're there if i need them but um i just yeah i just the the feeling and the need right now is just tether that's great so i feel like that's that's what real embodiment is is when you're just boom just there just heather being heather is is the goal you know yeah yeah i know sometimes i know when certain things happen like all of a sudden i'll i'll team shenanigans tries to distract me and i'll get stabbing pain somewhere <laughs> so my head will automatically go to where one of my team is and my head will shake a little and then I'll 
and I'll go back to what I was doing. And I was like, okay, I know a conversation just happened outside of like, <laughs> like there was something else talking to my team and all of a sudden the, the stabbing would go. And I was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. So, so I was still just very like, physically um, very connected much so. to with the, with the head, the right, that's still your guidance mm-hmm. for your positive. Okay. And then, so your, has your physical health improved as Angela alluded to when you were going through so much suffering prior to doing all your clearing of attachments, but you said that was more or less for you. You said that was because you were identifying with a certain the part pain. Of pain. I was over identifying with pain okay. and suffering on okay. the spiritual path okay. because you know, we've just had so many lifetimes where we feel like we have to give up or the spiritual. You're not doing it right if you're not in pain. Exactly. So I had that one. I had to, you kind of like Silas from the Da Vinci code. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) So Silas is a character. He was with, he's not with the Opus Dei, but it's this so oh, beating yourself yeah, yeah he would do it the thorns and he would in the you know, south probably, whack a couple of times like they're probably been believing it was going to get him you know uh closer and more enlightened but right we all probably do different things mm-hmm. and hopefully not to that extreme you know where what we, where we believe right that um there isn't a lifetime where i probably haven't done something mm-hmm. anything you know there is multitudes of millennias in different planets in this lifetime that i mean they're and another one was um, a past life came to me and didn't want, swore off the, the psychic abilities because he had lost his wife and he couldn't predict that he was going to lose his wife because he was a great, like, oracle kind of person. And he he was unable to save his wife, his beloved wife. So, and that was another one. And you just, you know, you have lifetimes like that and just, you have to figure out where you're over-identifying, ask yourself, am I over-identifying? And that's, and then another one I'd take part of on Mujamba, I've gotten to this point where I'm able to just say, how much of this is mine? And usually it's really a low number. It's like 7%, 1%. Sometimes it's not. And I said, whatever's not mine, I give back to source. Like, here you go. It's not mine. It's not rightful for me to have this. Go ahead, take it. And it helps. I can feel a little bit lifting off of me. And then it just kind of steers me to wherever I need to go. And that's important because I think we've been taught as healers, we're supposed to bear mm-hmm. all this stuff. And and we think it's our stuff. And then yeah. Team Shenanigans wants us to think it's their, our stuff. And it's not. Or that it's noble to, even if it's not our stuff, I'll carry it or I'll process it mm-hmm. for the world. And it's like, because I, you know, like Heather, a lot of energy will come through. We tend to, I guess, sort of be like a filter or something. And, and there can, you can get caught up in this sort of belief that, oh, you know, it doesn't matter that it's not mine and I'm suffering a bit. It's I'm doing it for the good. It's like, if you're suffering, the world is suffering. If you, you know, it's like, if it, if it starts with you. So mm-hmm. not that you have to be blissed out and happy, happy, joy, yeah. joy all the time, but, but suff- sacrificing suffering martyrdom in any form is just yeah. not the way to do it anymore. It's just not, it's not effective and it's not fun. No, no, it's not. It serves no purpose. Like it serves yeah. no purpose. It's, it's disempowering. Yeah. Except to right. silence you. It silences you. Absolutely. So the other side wins. You, you know, yeah. and then you become uh, just another um, clone you know, of whoever you're following <laughs> or, you know, a compilation of uh, many other people's styles. 
Um, yeah. And that doesn't serve you. So that's great that um, your expansion of self, yeah. you had to go through all that to get to your core of where you want to go and how you want to thrive and how you want mm -hmm. to grow now and move. Yeah. So it's like very exciting yeah. because um, it's almost like uh, it's very freeing, I imagine. Well, here's a kicker. Um, I'm still helping team shenanigans transition. So <laughs> And then you'll be gone and you serve still. <laughs> and I still serve. And, but yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting because it's just, I find it very rewarding to help them transition, but also it's just, there are certain things I don't like about it. And it's allowing me to be like, no, you can't come in at any time and grab my attention by moving my head and demanding that I transition you right now. No, I'm, I'm in the middle of working. This is, this is my time. So you need to wait. <laughs> so, and you, I just, you have to do an addendum to your path. You know, it spirit doesn't want you to suffer. I, I just recently talked to somebody about this and because they were, they have these psychic abilities and they can see spirit and whatnot. And they're like, I'm, I'm in bed and they want me to help them transition. I was like, you, you set the precedence. You have the authority to do whatever you want. You can say, while I'm in bed, you cannot disturb me. And they have to honor that. And she's like, oh, I had no idea. So I'm like, I'm, you know what? You know what, listeners? Just remember that if you're on the spiritual path and you want to make an addendum to your contract, go ahead. Yeah. You have the power you to do the it. You're sovereign being. You're the sovereign being. You're not the only person in the world who does it. So if you if you're scared that this little exactly. soul is not going to be, it's like it's a soul. It will find another. It does not have to take the freeway to get anywhere. It will find if it can't wait around for two hours for you to wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. It'll find somebody else to help. Yeah, things work differently <laughs> on that side. So. And Angela, so uh, as we close up, have you had any experiences on your own in teamwork or uh, your spiritual guides where you um, were questioning and, and, you know, who you were talking I, to or? You know, I, I, I mean, I've definitely had psychic attacks before, you know, where physically it's like pinching all over me and the whole freaking class had to like douse me with palo santo <laughs> it was not good they're just um, that okay yeah, just that um <laughs> but what it did is it sort of reinforced my kind of not lone wolf but i i i'm always doing inquiry about like okay i i could tell when it's coming from the one who answers toa whoever that is you know i could tell when it's channeled or implanted or not implanted, but not coming from me. And then I can tell when I've sussed or reasoned something out and that's great, but I'm not going to give that credit to somebody else. So mm -hmm. I tend to go, I don't tend to work with guides for very long. I know my team is there. Um, I've had them intervene for me before. But I, I think my style this lifetime is a little bit more like take the training wheels off. I'm going to figure this out. And every now and then, you know, I'll feel someone hold the, the bike seat for me and keep me on the bike. But <laughs> for the most part, I don't have those experiences that Heather did because I tend to. She's more of the feminine side. 
we yeah. kind of talked about that. She's more yeah. the feminine. She comes in from the feminine and I was coming in more the masculine. Well, right now we're learning to, to switch it up. Wow. Yeah. We share a brain. So now we're, we're flopping brain. <laughs> oh it's God. hard. Here's my masculine. Like you're feminine. <laughs> Joining yourselves again, huh? In, in spiritual soul. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's, um, it's all very interesting. I'm glad Heather uh, shared it with us to give a little glimpse yeah. um, because she is um, so open with who she's dealing with. So I think, it, you know, it's great that she's uh, honest with it to let people know, hey, you know, it changes. And when I talk about my team, uh, there's been adjustments and, uh, or if I don't talk about my team so much, it's because I'm doing a lot more of my own solo guidance. It's just been yeah. pure inner, inner child work mm-hmm. for almost two months. So yeah. It's, just, it's a lot. I was like, oh, we're fast tracking. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, but you're, you're better for it. Right. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's so difficult maybe sometimes to get through it, but it now is. you're on the other side, you it's... know, how, how would you say your rewards are, you know, what's on the other side for you? My, my spiritual point rewards. <laughs> I just had like a the, like another stamp card point rewards. How's your spiritual card doing after all this? <laughs> it's been punched. No, um, <laughs> um, it's just it's free. It's freedom, mm-hmm. basically. The it's it's freedoms yeah. to have not any. You don't have. You don't have past lives. You don't have core beliefs. You don't have any attachments. There's nothing there but just you and your sovereignness. And that's where it's going. <laughs> I, I think that's really important. You may not feel great and and tear-free. You know, you may still get affected, but overall, there should be a lighter, a, a feeling of being a bit lighter of feeling more empowered, less scared. And that's how, you know, you're going down the the right direction on the path, you know, it, it, or if you're questioning, cause you feel like you're getting guidance. Do you feel good? Not in a superficial, like, Oh, I won money off of a scratcher because my guy told me or anything like that. But do you feel good within? Do you feel calmer? Do you feel mm, definitely calmer? There's an yeah, expansiveness. There's just, that's a great word. What's that? Expansiveness. Yeah, there's an expansiveness. It's I've I've never really had a problem with feeling the expansiveness. You know, when people talk about going to the abyss and being totally freaked out, I actually love it and I revel in it. That to me is is just so blissful to me. And so when I start feeling it even more, it's just it's just yumminess to me. So it feels like expensiveness. And when after recently, after doing all this change, I just sat there and felt so universal and it felt so good and so right and so peaceful, but so powerful. It it was peaceful, but yet the, the current of the energy was extremely powerful. Well, that's beautiful. That's- yeah. That's where you want to be on any given yeah. day, right? Yeah. It's to embrace the peace. And a good reminder for all of us, you know, that fear is such a good gauge um, and we should use it always as a tool. And how you get to know your fear is you've got to 
to address it. You've got to talk to it. You've got to acknowledge it. So in a case where you have fear, is that fear because someone told you what you're doing is wrong or what you read is wrong? Is it someone else's thought process on fear? Or is it that core in your soul? You don't, this doesn't feel right. That's a different kind of fear, right? And And your core soul doesn't feel fair though. That should be your number one kicker. Well, see, I, I don't, I don't agree with that at all because, you know, in a, in a case where, something is not for your greater good um it's not going to be of love and and if it's not of love it's on the fear-based side so um it may not feel scary fear but it's not going to resonate with you and that right is the fear side i think we're finally right? agreeing yeah yeah it's just because <laughs> yeah, I I think we, yeah, the, the wayne dyer love and fear i that's yeah. an easy gauge for me to constantly be moving back and forth from but i'm just saying is but you also know what it feels like when you are afraid of something or concerned about something because someone else put that seed of doubt in you, right? That's right. very different right, right. than that. This doesn't feel good. That just, you know, your throat will tell you, your gut will tell you, your brain will tell you, your skin will tell you, it, your body will tell you. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right. So, you know, we just encourage everyone always yeah. to be your own best gauge. And, and when I, when I feel that, I just say something just doesn't feel right. And mm-hmm, I kind of let it mm-hmm, be and let mm-hmm. it show itself. Yeah. Yeah. And you acknowledge it and you accepted it. And there you go. Power. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, listeners, that's all the time that we have today. We like to thank you for joining us on the three intuitive healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic with it. Thank you for listening to us on the three intuitive healers podcast show. Remember when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast. 